Hi, my name is Stephen Rafferty, and you're watching These Are Questions. This is the interview show where I ask people questions about things, life, and such not. And today's guest is an extremely talented videographer, and he's also an up-and-coming successful podcaster and comedian. Please welcome Brian Licata. How are you? Good to see you, man. I'm uh, very excited to be here. Thank you for uh, thank you for the invitation. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Brian, for being a part of These Are Questions. I can't wait to interview you in this exciting episode of the show. Before we get into the show itself, I do need to explain the rules of These Are Questions. Brian, I'm going to ask you a series of questions going to be based around your career and aspirations, along with a mixture of questions that are borderline idiotic and, well, <laughs> randomly stupid. Sounds good. All right, I'm in. Okay, perfect. I didn't have to go to the second part of it. It's saying if you want to accept those terms, you're already into it. So perfect. Yeah, I'm, Great. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Have you ever had anybody say no? Um, if they did, they weren't part of the show. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but to answer your question, no, every single guest has said yes on the first try, or in your case, said it before we even get to the part of it. So like, <laughs> we're doing good so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let it roll. Let it roll. Let it roll. All right. So Brian, are you ready? Yes, I am. I am ready. You are ready. Internet, are you ready? I can hear the sound. It's very faint, but I hear the sound <laughs> of joy. I hear the sound of excitement. I hear the sound of laughter that's coming from you and coming <laughs> yeah. from somewhere else. I don't know. But I'll take all of this as a yes. So with that, let's begin our interview. So we had a chance to formally meet at a boating and yachting event, and we hit it off really well. And I did say to you, we're going to work on something together because I really mm -hmm. liked your personality. I feel like our personalities clicked really well. And we have somewhat similar backgrounds in videography and also in comedy. Um, you know, especially the fact that we're both video producers and we've done have our roots in stand up and also in traditional forms of comedy. I want to mm -hmm. ask you, how did you get into video production specifically and how does it tie into any comedic productions you produced? Yeah, so I, I got into video production in high school. I was actually taking a class. Uh, it, it was like a business class and it was it was first period and it was my freshman year. And this business class just had, you know, a bunch of upperclassmen in it. And the teacher was, have you ever seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? You know, Ben Stein in there when he's just like talking and droning. That's how this guy was. So I would go to first period and everyone else would be sleeping. And I was just, you know, I, I kind of wanted to learn something and I didn't really want to be in like, you know, this BS class. So I got the guidance counselor to switch me into a course and the one that I got into was a video class. And then I got into that and was just, you know, I was hooked immediately. You know, it was, it was really right, you know, right, right from there. Very cool. It only, it only takes one individual to change the whole trajectory of your life right then and there. And you had kind of the mentory kind of role in that sense of, of having someone show you something different and be interested in that. That's all it takes sometimes. And uh, that's a classic comedy movie in itself with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I actually just yeah. saw it recently again for like the 15th time. Uh, and I just remember I just remember the uh, the chase scene at the end where he's running around all the neighborhoods and everything like that. And it's like jumping around, jumping to the neighbors. And I remember the specific scene where he just like he's walking between like uh, this woman and then he stops, comes back, shakes his hand, introduces himself. I always remember that psych gag. It's really oh, funny. yes, 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 yes. I, I, I think my favorite part in that movie is the montage when they do the uh, the, the twist and shout. 
yes. with the parade. Yeah, that, that's one of my favorite all-time movie scenes, I think. Mm -hmm. Which is, uh, it's ironic you mentioned that because fun fact about that, because you did a behind the scenes documentary on it. And uh, they said that was completely unplanned, wasn't supposed to be in the movie at all, had no intention of being in it. But then when they were filming one of the other scenes, they were nearby this parade and they decided, you know what, let's just, wow. let's just shoot and film that. And that's all improvised. Like there's no, very little direction in that scene. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I mean, it, it, when you see it, you can tell it's not a it's it's a real parade, like it's real parade footage, you know, like they they, they couldn't stage that. No, no, not at all. And, and they did it. So yeah, wow. That's funny. I, I never knew that. It's a fun fact for you. Um, I have to look up the name of the documentary. Remind me later on if I, I'll look it up and I'll send it to you. And I saw it on, on TV and I was like, wow, that's amazing. One of those weird kind of moments in history right there. Yeah, I like those kind of tidbits about about movies. I think that stuff's really cool. Oh, it's it's so cool. I always love I, as as a movie buff myself. I just, I always love like seeing the behind the scenes of films and like how they make what they make and how they got away with certain things, how they didn't get away with certain things. That's always right. fun to to look at from a, both a fan perspective, but also as a producer behind the scenes videographer perspective as well. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. um, but you, uh, there was another part of your question that I didn't answer yet. You were, you asked about, I think, how was I got into comedy? Yeah. And th that actually, that happened about, I, I would say probably five years ago. I, you know, was friends with this kid who, uh, owned, was partial owner in a comedy club in Atlantic city in New Jersey. So I, I kind of, you know, I did a lot of video stuff in high school and in college and I kind of stopped for a little while and I was getting back into it. Mm -hmm. And then I got hooked up with him. And then, you know, I met a whole bunch of people through those guys from that, from that comedy club. And that was really kind of how I, I went in. I'm not, I, I don't really do stand up myself at all, but I just work, you know, I produce podcasts for comedians and I, you know, work, work with them. Mm -hmm. And it still counts. That's just as yeah, much yeah. as a comedic nature as someone does a yep. traditional stand-up. That's just a form of comedy. Um, my roots are in traditional stand-up, and, and I started my first ever comedy show was uh, assisting a parody rock band at No Calls No Show <laughs> in front of like this carnival of like maybe 30 to 50 people. And the booker at the time saying he needed someone to open up for like five, 10 minutes. And I said, you know what? Let me try this stand-up thing with no preparation, no jokes, nothing at all. I'm going to write down stuff on a napkin and on like a plate or whatever and just go from uh -huh. there. You can find it on the internet somewhere. But uh, yeah, that's what, that was my first ever stand-up show and then kind of diverged into that. But I transitioned to more of comedic nature with sketches and movies and TV stuff. And then also right. doing here with These Are Questions. This is a comedic, podcasty interview, wacky, right. stupid show. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it works in that sense. So. Yeah, it's the best part about podcasts. That's what I love about it. Like, I love the yeah. nature of it, the, the lightheartedness of it, the the relationships between the individuals in there and just having that chemistry there. And, you know, yep. it, it, it could, you could go, you know, very mellow kind of chill and then you can go all the way up super, super wacky and, you know, make it as insane as possible, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the nature of comedy, as you know, as you work with various comedians and you produce a lot of comedic works as well. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. And speaking of comedians, you know, uh, who are some of your all-time favorite comics and who are some current comics that you're currently watching right now that you really are vibing with? Hmm. Um, I guess my all-time favorite comic would definitely be Seinfeld. He, okay. he's, he's, he's number one. Love the okay. TV show, love his stand-up, and I also like his, his writing style, you know, how he writes his jokes, how he's so specific with, you know, Seinfeld's a kind of comedian who... Every word that he says on stage is, is is scripted. You know, he he he. I mean, of course, he's you know 
loose at times, but when he's developing a joke, you know, he's writing everything out. Um, so I, I really like him, uh, Patrice O'Neill. I was a big, big fan of his also, uh, right now I would say Mark Norman is probably my favorite comedian. Um, uh, also Eleanor Kerrigan. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's, she's, she's an, she's an awesome comedian also. And then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working with Don Marrera, who is a comedian, you know, I mean, he still performs now, but he's really big, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, but I like him. And then, you know, these two other guys I work with too, Steve Rinaldi and, and Gary Garcia. Uh, so, you know, I like their stuff too. Cause I'm, you know, we work together all the time. So I like, you know, I, I listen to a lot of their comedy. Very cool. Very cool. You know? Very cool. Um, I, I, I love all your comedic choices on there. Um, I am a side Seinfeld fan. Um, my favorite comedians of like all time, all time, um, two come to mind right off the bat. Well, three, um, Robin Williams, um, yep. Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, I'm a big Hedberg fan also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big fan. I love his his delivery with a lot of his jokes and the, and the just the blatantness of the, of it. Um and also a Greg Duraldo. Um big Greg Duraldo fan. Um the insult comic when he did all the roasts for Comedy Central, mm-hmm. but not just his yep. roast up, just his jokes in in general when he does a stand up. He's just a very smart, brilliant mind. Uh Dimitri Martin's another one that comes to mind. Um I have a signed DVD of, of from him a couple of years ago and from I haven't first... watched any of his stuff in a long time. Oh. Dimitri Martin. I used to I used to a lot when I was younger. Mm-hmm. He's, he's still still uh, rocking it when he gets a chance to. I really like his visual style with his gags with the um, with the uh, giant canvas board, and he writes down his visual gags of those jokes. And to the point where uh, I have talked with him very briefly about using some like I don't I always try to respect comics and their material, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask for permission about using the canvas. Obviously not his jokes, but just the canvas style because I really do enjoy that. And I have email exchanges back from him where he gave me the okay. And he also That's gave cool. me approval with my first book. My first book is a collection of drawings, which he has a collection of drawings as well with some of his books. So similar in that sense, obviously the jokes are different, but the style, because I really do respect that style. So he's one person I really do uh, like. Um, modern comedians right now, one comes to mind, uh, Taylor Tomlinson. She's really mm-hmm. good. I'm a big fan of her. Her work's at the moment right now. Um, I'm also been watching a lot of Whitney Cummings at the moment. She's also has some good stuff. I know she's a little, not modern, modern in the sense of like, she's been around for a while, but her latest stuff's been pretty good. So, you know. Yeah, she's, she's great. She's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Whitney. Yeah. So, hey, similar comics there. I always love learning new styles of comedy when I do do it. Um, I'm not involved in all forms of media and I don't want to toot about myself, but in the sense of like, I love learning people's different styles and how they think about the world and their perspectives on everything. It's always so cool. Yeah. Comedy is an interesting art form like that because you really, you know, get to know the person, you know, the comedian and, but, but then the, the style choices, you know, I mean, I, you know, there's this one guy, I actually had him on one of our podcasts yesterday. His name is Brian Morris. Mm -hmm. And I saw him do like a 15 minute set and it took me seven minutes to figure out what, you know, what was going on. You know, I didn't understand him. I didn't understand what he was doing. It was kind of funny, but it was just, it was like nothing I'd never seen anybody do before on, on stage and stand up can be like that because, you know, sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's not necessarily set up punchline, set up punchline, like, you know, traditional, traditional stand up is. Mm-mm. No, it, it's definitely evolved. There's still a lot of nuances with the genre itself, but it's evolved in so many different facets and forms in order, in order to get the end goal of getting laughs, obviously, right. um, but also expressing what you're trying to convey with your humor. 
and that's no easy feat as you know it's it's, it's challenging in its own right and it's not just in stand-up it's in it's doing sketches it's doing media projects it's doing podcasts you have to develop that and that takes time yep yeah i agree yeah absolutely which you know it leads slash not leads to my next question but it's an important <laughs> question and that question is uh brian could you fight a teletubby I think, I think I could probably take one, but okay. if they were, if they were together, I don't think I could definitely, you know, I probably couldn't, no, I don't think I could take one. I don't even think I could take one. No, no, <laughs> they, but they're like, well, they are very creepy looking to be fair. So like that could be challenging in itself. And like, they're stubby, like they, they can't run that much, but they do run, but like you could, they have like their stomachs. I feel you like I could push them. one. Yeah. I could yeah, push one. Yeah. yeah. Push one and roll, roll, roll one down a hill or something. Today, I don't know. I, I have layers on. So I, I, I just moved to San Francisco and it's not, it's not cold here, but okay. you know, I was living down in Florida and you know, I, I love that climate and, and you know, this it's, it's like 55 and gray and I'm just, I'm shivering. Okay. You know, so I'm uh, I, I, I'm I'm light is what I'm getting at. You know, so tell Tubby could whoop, probably whoop my ass. Well, we got to put you in like a neutral area. You know, where the, both <laughs> the climate conditions are in both your favors. You know, so it keeps yeah. it a fair fight. Uh, you know, I, we got to have ground rules about this fight and how it's gonna go down. You know what I mean? No eye poking, <laughs> no low blows, uh, no kicks in the neck or whatever. Kicks in the neck, kicks to the head. I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> who knows how to fight at this point? That was a creepy show, though, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it's disturbing. Did, did did you watch it when when you were a kid? Are you of that age where you were like of of the right age when that show came out? Yeah, I didn't watch it as much, but I did watch it, and it was you know I had that phase of it. But I came before that with the Barney time. That was that. Gotcha. Was, uh, yeah, yeah, same. That I'm, I'm with you. I was Barney. Yeah. Um. Which now this, there's stuff coming out about that that you know behind the <laughs> scenes, and it's like oh my goodness, I won't get into it, but uh, you know, Barney's not what it seems to be. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah, there's a there's, there's a documentary on that. I will not sponsor, but there is a documentary on it. And it's it's interesting. <laughs> but there we know. Now we know the golden question: if you could fight a Teletubby there. Um, but it does lead lead slash not lead to my next question too. And that question is: um, Do you think that Kusku from the Emperor's New Groove would have Kuskus in a courtyard? Yeah. So you know. I just kind of have to, you know, think backwards from this. So it's, 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 uh, Cusco. King Cusco. Yes. In Cusco. Right. Well, I don't, is he in Cusco? I don't know. I, I don't, I have to, fa- I have to, I have to fact check that. We have to, we'll have to figure out where he is to know if he would be in a, in a courtyard. I, I think he would eat couscous though. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, I think it is, it is like, kingdom emperorship right there's probably a court courtyard somewhere there you know yeah i would i would say he would have couscous definitely for lunch maybe not for dinner though yeah probably not that's more like a lunch afternoon snack i wouldn't say as an evening dish um you know uh in the courtyard it makes sense in the afternoon you would probably be outside of the courtyard not so much in the evening unless you're doing something different i don't know they they did have that game back then though. Uh, did, you know what I'm talking about, where they had a little circle that was like pretty high up on the building that they used to hit hit up into, and I think they used to do it with a a, a head sometimes, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. 
I believe so. Okay, we got to fact check that too now. <laughs> Double check. We got to do a w- Wikipedia check right there, see if we can find that. I believe you. I just don't remember. But that game was in a courtyard, so I assume they probably had maybe couscous, uh, you know, in between like halftime or something like that. Maybe like that. Maybe that was a secret power up we didn't know about as the as the players. <laughs> just saying. <Yeah. laughs> but very cool. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, Brian, my next question is: This something I want to show you? Um, I have. A dice cube right here okay dice cube dice cube dice cube and i just want you to pick a number and this goes from one to six pick a number based on what you think the number will land on when i throw this dice cube okay what number do you think three three okay so you're gonna have to wait for me to throw this dice cube at the <laughs> end of season five okay okay <laughs> not going to throw it now. So just remember that number. Remember that number for later. Okay? Because it's going to play. That's the, be- that's the best joke of the show. <laughs> I'm glad. I didn't try with that joke. But I'm glad. It's just the lead up. The lead up to like, okay, what's he going to do with the dice? Is it a magic trick? Is he going to roll it? Is it what's, what's going on? And then the fact that you're just like, all right, cool. Three, you write it down. I'm like, all right, he's writing it down. You know, what's, what's, what's going to happen now? You're like, all right, well, end of season five. Yeah. You're just going to have to wait. You just have to wait. Wait, wait till the end okay. of season five. You'll find, you'll find out. Maybe that was the number you needed to pick. Maybe that wasn't the number you needed to pick, but who knows? You got to figure it out. You know, you figure it out at the end. All right. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta write it down now. <laughs> yeah, remember, remember this. Remember for later. <laughs> that was good. Thank you, thank you. I try. I'll be here for the next at least twenty to twenty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you have quite the extensive video portfolio, which I have mad respect from one videographer to another. Um, mm-hmm. My question is: out of all the productions you've have been a part of so far, which were some of the ones that were the most profound for you to produce? Um, so, uh, you know, two come to mind, which I, 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 two, there's, there's really three big projects that I, that I, I like to work on. Uh, the first one was I filmed a special for my friend, Gary G Garcia, a comedy special. And we did it with, you know, $0 as the budget. We just filmed it, you know, at the comedy club in Atlantic city and, you know, kind of crowdsourced from cameras from friends we had like you know six cameras set up you know and then there was like two of us or three of us just with like you know a gimbal a slider whatever and um it was fun just to to shoot that but to also then edit it with the comedian I, you know we we built like a really good bond so i think that was one of the one of the cooler relationship bonds i built um on a show uh i've also done a series of street interviews with a friend of mine john and the whole premise of his street interviews are just asking people to share something good. And, you know, we went to Miami, we went to Austin, uh, trying to think if we went anywhere else, but it was just, re- that was a fun project to see the randomness of, of, of responses you get from people, you know? Um, and it was just, it, it, it was really kind of like a, a, just a go, 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 see what happens kind of shoot. So you don't know what's going to happen right in front of you. So it's a very, like you're in the present kind of, kind of shooting. And I, and I like that. Uh, I also just got done a project with this company tint world that was, uh, you know, about their corporate staff and I got to interview all the people. So I had like 40 hours of interview footage and then I got to like chop it down and kind of make my own story. 
And that, that, that I think is my, one of my favorite parts about video editing is being able to create stories through, through interviews, you know, that's, that style stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely could see that when I watch a lot of your productions, when I did do my research um, for this episode. And uh, I definitely can relate to that because the best part of doing the video production side or the editing side for that matter is creating the story based on the experience that you want to portray when you're shooting and when you're producing, right? Um, right. It's, 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 it's storytelling. It's, 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 it's expressing what you want your audience to see and to feel. And like the littlest cuts, the littlest sound effects, the littlest beats that you do with your story can make or break your production. And mm-hmm. it can make it can make it to where you make it to where you want people to see what you're doing or what you don't want them to see what you're doing, you know. Um, so it takes a lot in that in that sense. And I definitely relate with that. It's always really cool to see that. And like um sky's the limit for future productions you know like you can just so many ideas so many things can form so many things can change and a lot of awesome things can happen yeah it's funny man i've been thinking about you know when you're talking about this just you know the course that i've taken as a video producer you know at at first i was really focused on um you know just getting to know the the gear and to make sure that you know if i was on a shoot i shot everything that i needed to make like at least to at least make the video so i didn't like you know completely mess it up and you know lose a gig um, and then I went more for like, you know, uh, like, like quality, like look and like stuff like that. And I tried to up the production quality. And now I, I'm not even so, I'm not so worried about production quality anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about it, obviously. Yeah. I want everything to look good and, and, and sound good, but it's more just about the storyline over, over anything else. And I'm just trying to become a better storyteller. And that's why I like working with comedians because I can, I can, see them develop jokes and see them develop stories and stuff like that. So it, it helps me do, do, do my writing, you know, with, the, with the editing, you know, that's really all it is. It's just, video, you know, visual, visual writing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I definitely can relate in that sense because like, like I always say to like people that are starting in videography and it's like, listen, just start. You may not have the greatest tools right now, but just mm-hmm. start with our ideas and just start building on that and building on it. And then when you start saving and making your money, whatever, you can start upping the production quality and you can make it to your standards there. Like you don't see it, but for the audience there, like here's, you know, audio mic right there. I just have in the corner. I have my little setup there. The video camera. Yeah. It's a little bit on the lesser quality because it's webcam, but it's actually a running gag from season four. Okay. So like, there's a purpose for that, you know, for on, for the record, uh, Eddie Baltonato, shout out to him. That was his episode where everything went, to hell in that sense not in a bad way but just production wise uh but oh, yeah, my, okay. my point is is that like even with that if you have an idea in mind produce it just start it just try it keep moving and just go from there and then you can build off everything in between yeah man is it, it's really i think in the last year or so as an artist i've understood more and more that i can kind of make whatever i want you know it doesn't cost you anything to make whatever whatever you want like especially if you're a video producer and you have the gear you can, i mean you you can literally shoot whatever you want yeah absolutely Any, yeah anytime you want you just got to charge the batteries you know mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely don't break the camera that's a good rule. yeah yeah don't break the camera yeah don't, don't break the camera i've learned that the hard way <laughs> so yeah, very knock cool on wood. knock on wood yes 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 um now let me ask you this so like past or present if you had to film a comedic sketch um, with someone, who would you do it with and why? If I had to film a comedic sketch with somebody. Past or present, it could be anybody. 
Yeah, I, th- I think... I feel like Larry David would, would probably be someone that I would want to produce a sketch with just to see how he works, you know, doing, doing sketches. Cause he's done so much of that with like curb. Yeah. Like, I feel like he'd be the master at, at doing, you know, shooting some, some, some sketches and, 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 and skits, you know, I would just kind of like to see him, see him work. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool right there. And like, he's still going. So like we just send this to Larry David's team right now and be like, Hey, need an extra videographer for behind the scenes sketch real quick, you know, Hey, let's go. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll go down there. I'm, uh, I'm in San Francisco now. I can, I can go down there. You, you're in, you're in, you're in California. You can make it happen. This can actually happen for you. Yeah. It's much, much closer than it used to be. <laughs> a lot more closer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not just saying that. Cause like, I don't know, like I, I've said stuff on this show and like people say, Oh, you know, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And then like years later they come back. He's like, Oh, remember you asked me that stupid question on your stupid interview show. And then like, Oh, it actually <laughs> happened. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I hope we just spoke it into existence. You know, well, I hope well, so. I hope so. I think we did. I think we did. Uh, Mr. Larry David, the floor is yours. If you want to be on this show, but go check out <laughs> Brian's project first. So door is open. Let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Let me ask you this, Brian. Do you have a banana boat? I do not. No. Okay. Okay. Do you do you want to have a root beer float? I do. I, I, I do. It's actually my preferred preferred dessert beverage. Okay. It's also mine as well. Um, let me ask you this. Do you have a cabana moat? Cabana moat. Okay. I don't. No, there's no cabanas here. Oh, oh that's sad. Oh. I need to get we need to get you one. Yeah. No, no get, cabanas. We, no cabanas. Well, there might be a moat since you're in California, and it's and apparently it's flooded at the moment. So, um, <laughs> for what everyone keeps telling me. <laughs> if I go to Alcatraz, I could then have a moat. Oh, well, the moat. The moat that, would be the bay. That would. That that is mostly moat over there. Uh, uh, sadness and moat and moats over there. <laughs> you never know. Don't go over there. I don't recommend. Unless unless you want to, I can't stop you. You're, you're in the area. I cannot stop you. I'm just not, I'm just a guy on the internet. <laughs> I don't want to. Okay, good. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. Okay, good, good, good. Maybe you do want to do this though. Maybe can you give me a piece of advice that you didn't understand at the time, but now you realize, wow, this was a really good piece of advice. Hmm. Um, I don't really know if it's if it's a piece of advice, but it's more of. Uh, I, I think the older I've gotten, the more I've realized how dumb I was when I was young, right? Like how dumb I was when I was 18 or 19 or 20 and, and the stuff, the, you know, the things that I, the actions I, I took. So I think, you know, I, I guess my piece of advice would be, or, or the, the, the advice would be, remember how dumb you were 10 years ago and you're going to feel like that in 10 years, sort of, sort of a thing, you know? So it makes me think a little more about no, what I do got wiser yeah I yeah I got a little wiser I think that I think that's it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and and it's nothing to be ashamed of because we all do dumb things especially when we're younger mm-hmm. you know everyone always. does dumb, dumb things always yeah always always it's always just it's, happy I made it out that's right happy you're moving you're kicking you're making things happen and like you're not doing as much dumb things not as much mm-hmm, not as much that's that's the rule of thumb don't do as much dumb things don't don't you, do. you still do some okay oh, but yeah i mean you still have to yeah it's part yeah. of part of part of life you know yeah. 
life can be dumb at times. Yeah. It's 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 what makes it makes it uh not boring. Just saying, just saying. So, you know, this has been a fun, rapid fire, kind of fast, funny, dice cube related interview on these are questions. <laughs> okay. Um I just have one more question to ask you, Brian, as we All right. finish up the interview. Question I have is uh what's one movie that everyone tells you to watch, but you haven't watched it yet. Oh, and I catch heat for this movie too. Okay. Uh, Step Brothers. Oh, come on. No, really? Oh, you gotta go on after this interview, go watch it. And and here's the thing. I you know, I love Will Ferrell and I can't think of what the other guy's name is right uh, now. Um was it um is it John John C. Riley? John C. Riley, thank you. Yeah, John C. Riley. I love both of them. Uh, but the movie came out when I was a freshman in college, and these two girls that lived above me would quote the movie all the time to the point where I hated it. You know, uh, I hate I hated the movie before I ever saw it because I just kept hearing it and I never went to see it after that. And I just haven't I haven't seen it since. Okay. Because okay. now it's kind of been a thing, you know, yeah. now that you know and people have asked, have you seen it? And I'm like, no. I'm like, dude, how have you not seen it? It's been out for like 15 years, 20, 20, you know, 15, well, whatever, 13 years, you know? So, but yeah, Step Brothers, that's it. There you go, there you go. You know what, it's funny because that's like me with Superbad. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I watched it the other night. Oh, did you? Yeah. It took me the longest time to watch it, not because I didn't like the movie, I just never got around to it, but then like everyone around me, my you know classmates and people that I knew were just like, have you seen this movie, McLovin, all this stuff and all these scenes? I was like, ah, you know, whatever, I'll get to it eventually, eventually. It took me like almost 10 years, and I finally sat down and watched the whole thing, I was like, oh my god, what was I missing? This is like one of the best, like, underrated comedies in a long, long time. Yeah, that was, I mean, it came out maybe 2007, 2008, I it think. It came out before Step Brothers. Step Brothers came out later. Yeah, I think Step Brothers might have been in like 2009, 2010. Yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, Superbad, you couldn't you couldn't make that movie today. No, but but think. that's the, that's the same thing with Step Brothers. You could you can't <laughs> Yeah, you probably well, couldn't. <laughs> well, Superbad super definitely not. But Step Brothers you probably could make something similar to it, but mm -hmm. there's certain scenes in that movie where you you can't get away with it now. No way. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how media changes like that. You know, Time, times change, people's tastes change. You look at media from like maybe 10, 15 years ago, and it's like, wow, you shouldn't really do that now, or it's it's more taboo. But you have to understand the time frame of when that piece of media was out. You know, mm -hmm. it was a different time. Stand ups, you really see that in stand up too. Stand ups, it's, sometimes it's hard to watch comedy from the 70s or 80s, and not even because it's not funny, but, you know, just some you know, cultural references and, you know, pacing, you know, the, the, the pacing of the jokes and the, you know, quality and, and things like that. Sometimes it's really hard for me to watch, watch old comedy, but I love it too. You know, I love it. And, and you have to watch it. You have to watch it to understand where the, not just comedy, but in any form of media, where the media has evolved to what mm -hmm. it is now, you know, so you can appreciate the past, understand why XYZ was said at that time, and then you can evolve it to where it is to a modern taste based on the time frame that you're currently in. Like, right. you know, in 30, 40 years, if this show is still a thing or whatever, like when it's past due, this whole vibe of these are questions is going to evolve into something else because the time of this comedy or the time of this medium is going to be different to what it is in 30, 40 years. I think about that with the podcast that I'm doing now, that yeah. it's like... 
unless we both die, you know, the show's just going to keep going. Knock on wood, knock on wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's like, you know, with with podcasts and especially these these Zoom internet shows, which is how I do all all my podcasts, it's, you know, what reason you have not to keep doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. They're not that difficult to produce. No, they're very, no. that's how these are questions like, came back. Like these are questions was originally all just individuals. We film in like different locations. It was very right. heavily produced. But then when the you know pandemic happened, we were like, okay, I have no other projects. All the acting stuff is done. All the media stuff is done right now. Everything's shut down. Everyone mm-hmm. started doing interviews. They started doing podcasting on Zoom and all these different podcast networks. And we're like, all right, this is the time to bring back the show. And then we brought it back. And now of five seasons in all these different guests. And I've had a chance to interview individuals of all across the world. You know what I mean? Which I would never think I would ever do that, you know? So that has changed there. Like I said, Mm -hmm. in 20, 30 years, this whole medium is going to change. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. You know, I really, I really don't know. You know, I've been looking into, you know, some AI video production stuff, you know, AI generated videos, AI generated scripts, it's like, well, you know, I don't even, I, I, don't even I don't even know what my job is going to is going to be like, you know, there's, you know, I'm going to have to do something, but it's just, you know, what, you know, what can I offload? What, you know, what am I going to need to do? You know, mm-hmm. that is a loaded question with the AI and where that's where that may or may not take over into the future there. That's a big push. And like things are changing, scary changes, but it's good changes at the same time, hopefully. Yep. hopefully. Yeah, I agree. Mm hmm. The only thing that's going to stay stay stagnant, though, this whole time is this dice cube. That's it. <laughs> How many more shows are in season five? I can't tell you that. I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. like, the audience doesn't know. I don't know. You don't know. This dice right. cube don't know. The tell okay. tell you that you probably couldn't fight probably doesn't know, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, but I just know that, like, episodes are happening at the moment. And uh, and there's, there's there's people on the show and I'm on the show. And that's that's something. Okay, right. so Hope. yeah, we'll we'll wait we'll to be wait. determined. I'm, I'm good with that. Good, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad too. I wish I could tell you, but I'm not a fortune teller. I'm just Stephen <laughs> Rafferty, the host of These Are Questions in this instance. <laughs> and with that, we are at the end of our These Are Questions interview. Brian, it is a great pleasure interviewing you for These Are Questions. I hope you enjoyed this amazing, wacky, stupid episode. Um, I did, I had fun. I'm glad, I'm glad. But now the internet floor is yours. Anything you want to talk about, anything you want to do, anything you want to plug in or say before we wrap off this interview, the internet floor is yours. I just want to say thank you very much for having me on the show. Um, and to anybody who is a podcaster or anything like that, if anybody ever asks you to do the show, you should always, you know, do somebody's show. You know, as a podcaster, I always feel like, you know, that's something we should do. Um, and that, that being said, please check out the two podcasts I produce, uh, rated G with Gary G Garcia and Brian Licata and, uh, yo Dom with Dom Herrera and Steve Rinaldi, but that's all I got. And, uh, follow me too at Brian T Licata. Definitely, definitely follow his stuff. Check out his podcast there. I'll link all of his information in the descriptions down below. If you ever need a future guest for a segment, Hey, let me know. I know people and I'm also somewhat good. I try to be good. I try to be funny. Hopefully, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. Um, but all that information will be in the descriptions down below, whether you're watching on the video version on YouTube or watching the audio feed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy, busy schedule to watch and or listen to the show and watch all of our episodes from past seasons and our current season here on season five. We greatly do appreciate it. 
And with that, all I have to say left is that you have been watching slash listening to These Are Questions. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night, good night, good night. Or good morning, or good afternoon, uh, or, or, or good evening, good, good evening, or, or good sunset, good couscous. Uh, Buenos uh, tardes. Buenos tardes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you could be watching this at, at, at 5.32 in the morning um, in, in California, you know, in San Francisco, maybe, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, as you see this, the sun rising. And you see the Teletubby in the quarter getting into a bar fight. Um, you know, uh, uh, just something for your morning views as, as, as California is currently flooded. So, you know, uh, just something to think about there. You could be doing that. But if you are, we appreciate you. All right. And that's it. Bye-bye.